0: Today, I have a special message that I want to share with you, and it's called, We Are the Body. My text today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, so if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me and go there. I'm going to be reading a passage of scripture today um, in just a few minutes that tells us a little bit uh, about what God's desire and his design is for his people. If you notice on the screen, the title, and you'll see there, it's an arm that's not my arm. Uh, that <laughs> That is someone's uh, depiction of the mus- muscular feature of a human body. It shows how f- the fibers are connected to one another and to other places throughout the body. And so the idea is that we are the body of Christ, and you and I need a good reminder of that from time to time. Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever been hurt by someone in life? Raise your hand. Okay, it's about 98% of us. The other 2%, y'all can help us and tell us how to avoid that. That's great. But really, for each one of us, we've experienced some pain. And you know what? It doesn't stop even in the body of Christ sometimes. Because the body of Christ is filled with people, and so people are not perfect. No person is. And so this is why it's a good reminder for us to know that we are the body. Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, I'll just read this short verse. It basically tells us, it says, And he, being Christ, is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. So Christ is the head of the body, the church. This picture is really important for you to understand. Because I think people misunderstand the idea of the body of Christ. You know, we have many groups in this world and many clubs or organizations that allow you to be a member of them if you fit certain criteria. So I want you to think about this. In the world's view, membership always provides you with perks that are just exclusive to you. Right? Think about that. Um, I think about uh, the parking spaces that I see at Hilton Hotels. They're up at the very front. There's a few handicapped parking spaces and everything else. It says reserved for diamond members. My wife's got a diamond on her ring. Am I a diamond member? No, not unless I'm in that club. How do you get into that club? You've got to spend money with that company. You've got to stay a certain amount of nights, things like that. So you get that benefit. Think about something like this. Maybe you're a Sam's Club member, and if you're like us for the church, I get to go before all the other people. (laughs) I get to go there, and you think, really, you want to go that early? They open at 7, and I we pay to be able to have that membership to go and get supplies for the church. And so there's a great benefit that you can beat the rush and all of those things. So think about that. You get access to things that others don't get access to. And you get privileges that other people don't. Sometimes this works both ways. We have conversations with our kids, and we remind them what their last name is, and that their little buddy at school who gets to do whatever is not in our family. The rules are different, and we are okay with that. And you better be okay. Okay, sorry. Okay, just... (laughs) you're going to be okay. How about that? But when I say church member, I want you to think of parts of the body, not just a membership in an organization that gives you a benefit to you, but I want you to think of the human body because the church is a body. It is akin to or likened to throughout the New Testament as a human body, and it is called the body of Christ. So the church is a body. It's a living, breathing organization of individuals. It is something so important because here's the deal. Even if you are not part of this church, I believe God's plan is for every believer to be part of a church. Amen? Because in that you get to serve you discover your giftings you understand you understand we've we've had a um, a trauma in our In our body, our body recently, Bill and Suzanne Davis had a fire in their house, and they saw the family of God get together. Now, sure, if the kids are involved in sports, maybe one of the coaches said, hey, let's get together some money and give it to them. But there's nothing like the power of the body of Christ demonstrating God's love to one another and to others. So this is its something that we really ought to think about. And I want to say something to help us just be straight on this path today. How many of you have ever been in a bad situation in a church environment? Raise your hand. Let me see it. Okay. Whether it was leadership, whether it was people who wanted a certain thing a certain way, and others disagreed, and people got angry. They, they have arguments over all sorts of things in churches around the world. But here's the deal. There is no disease or dysfunction that is ever present in the head of the body of Christ. So any of those diseases or dysfunctions, any of those hurt experiences, look at me, listen to me with your heart none of those experiences are ordained by God because God has set Jesus as the head on the shoulders of the body of Christ and any disease or dysfunction that is found and is present is not originating with him, it originates with us as his people. So we've got to be careful And we've got to understand, you know, I've heard people say before, you know, I stopped going to church. It's full of hypocrites. And I I try to remind them gracefully and sometimes tactfully, you know, you should still go, wink, wink, because you're not perfect either, right? The church is filled with people who are not perfect. So using that that idea of a process of elimination, we can see that nothing is ever wrong with the head But it can be wrong in the body because it's a result of issues within the body. We're all broken people on a journey. And you should be on a journey of faith with other people. They'll help support you. You just committed a moment ago to stand in partnership with this family This is important for you to understand that God's desire is for us to, in fact, the New Testament says this, there's more than 30 of them, phrases that say one another. It's great for you to give to orphans in Africa and around the world. But the Bible in the New Testament gives us more than 30 things we're to do for one another in the body of Christ. Because Jesus' own word says, they'll know you, they will know that you're mine by your love one for another. So the world gets a bad taste in its mouth. When they see divisions and when they see challenges in the church and you say, well, hey, pastor, I'm just visiting today. I don't know. Are you preaching at somebody? No, I thank God we have a unity in our church. We strive for unity. But here's the deal. We need reminding of these facts. So if you're in First Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to read their verse 12 in just a moment. I want to tell you a little bit about the context of what you're going to read. How many of you have ever been to a wedding? Raise your hand. Ever been to a wedding where they read 1 Corinthians 13? Raise your hand. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does Yeah. So Paul has written this letter to the Corinthians. And from what we know, he basically helped build the church. He was there for about a year and a half. And then he left it in the good, trusting hands of those who were there who were believers. Well, then some issues rise in their church. And they are writing a letter to Paul he then responds by writing to them. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he tries to, well, in, in the whole book of 1 Corinthians, he gives them a lot of correction. How many of you know correction is good? Somebody who's a teenager or a kid, say amen. <laughs> correction is good. It helps. I was corrected this week. It's not fun. I didn't say it was fun. But it's good For you. So Paul writes this letter to correct them. And then basically he's trying to father them from a distance and keep them on the straight and narrow. Look at verse 12. It says, for as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. Verse 13. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Verse 14. For in fact, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Verse 15. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Look at me for a moment and listen. You, your body, you woke up this morning with whatever you did, aches and pains. Maybe if you're above the age of 20, you might have had some aches and pains. Um, If you're above the age of 50, you may have wanted to stay in bed. Right. Um but some parts of your body start malfunctioning because of age. That's not the same with the body of Christ. Amen. We believe it doesn't matter how young you are. You can serve in the house of God. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can serve in the house of God. And God bless you if you're a foot for the body of Christ that helps us move in the right direction, then by God, help us move in the right direction. Don't just say, well, I'm not welcome here. They don't appreciate me. They la la la. Right, right. That's. I'm sorry, I was revealing the true colors of what people really say in their mind. Right. Right. I can't believe you should because they're people just like you and you've done it probably too. Look at verse 16. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body. In other words, like, oh, all I do is serve on the media team. Or, oh, all I do is serve in first impressions. Or, oh, all I do is play the keyboard and turn the fan, bless God, to pastor every Sunday. <laughs> That's all I do. No, don't have that thought. That's right. It doesn't make you any less part of the body. I don't talk to my pinky, but I'm thankful For my pinky. If I didn't have a pinky, it'd be harder to grasp things, to carry groceries, to hold my kids. So every part of the body is important. Amen? Let's try it again. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's good. All right, verse 17. It says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? So Paul's laying out for them. Listen, every part is important. If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? We have got to learn to appreciate the body for what it is. And every person can be a part of the body. No matter how small or insignificant you think you are, you make a difference. If you've ever known somebody or yourself have suffered from the physical condition called appendicitis, That is extremely painful, and that thing is extremely tiny. But it can make a big impact, can it not? So look at what it says, verse 18. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. Another version says, as he pleased. Well, I'm just sad. I don't get to sing every Sunday and be on the stage. No. You can't have that childish attitude. Well, you can, but God discourages it. And you should choose to have a better attitude. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm getting at? Every part is important. You make a difference. Look at what verse 19. It says, and if they were all, if they were all a single member, where would the body be? So if we were just good at one thing and not varied in our approach then how good would that be? It wouldn't be really the body at all. Verse 20. As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. And again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are actually indispensable. How many of you ever watch an action movie? Okay, If you've seen an action movie where there's a gunfight or there's a military uh, issue and you see police or military, you'll see that they are wearing something. It's called armor. That armor protects those internal organs from getting shot or hit. Those internal organs are indispensable to you. So Paul is telling them, he says, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are actually indispensable. You can't go without them. Look at what verse 23 says. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. Verse 24 Or yeah, which are our presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacks it. Verse 25, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. I don't know about you, but I've stepped on a few Legos in my life. And I I hadn't thought about my feet for days or weeks. I mean, I wash them every day, put socks on them every day, don't really care or think. But in that moment, that tiny one inch square piece of plastic can make you lose your mind because you feel the pain and it hits you. There should be no division in the body, but that the members would have the same care for one another. Verse 26, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, then all rejoice together. Verse 27 says this, now you are the body of Christ and individually you are members of it. So I want to share with you a few points out of this passage that we've read today. The first is this, the body of Christ was designed with intentionality and purpose I have accidentally done some things that turned out okay. And the things that I have intentionally put a lot of effort into, they've turned out better. God, in his own wisdom, intentionally puts together the body of Christ. And he has a purpose behind it. And my encouragement to you today is to understand that you play a role in that. In fact, I was thinking about this during the lead up to this message Everything that God designs is perfect in its original state. That's right. Amen. Adam and Eve were perfect. In their original state. Creation was perfect in its original state. And let me tell you something. The church of Jesus Christ is perfect in its original state. But without God and when we carry hurt or bad attitudes towards others. And have division in the body of Christ. We all of a sudden start to deteriorate the health that's in the body of Christ. So believers need one another. The second thing is this. The world needs the body of Christ. I really truly believe this because a proper representation of who God is, is seen in the body of Christ. When you are part of the body of Christ and your neighbors hear that you're a member in so-and-so church, that you go to so-and-so church, then they're all of a sudden, they're examining your life. They're seeing if you're one of those that we talked about a few weeks ago. Don't be like the hypocrites that put on a face, on a mask, and then quickly change their costume. They're checking to see. So they need to see God and they need to see him through us. He's not here physically, but they can see him in us. And everyone needs to belong to something greater than themselves. I think, and I'm going to sound like a really old soul right now, one of the problems in today's society is it's too focused on you, on me. What can I get? What can I do? What can I have? Now, what can I give, what can I help with. I try to encourage employees at my other job to look around and to notice people, to try to understand just through their body language. Can I help you with anything? Can I get you a glass of water? Can I this? Can I that? Trying to train them to look because they have not been trained to do so. They would walk by stuff on the ground. They'd walk by people. They'd walk by needs and not ever look for them because all they do from morning until night is think about them. And you and I do the same thing. And woe is us if we do that in the body of Christ. God wants everyone to be part of his family. Amen? Number three is you need the body of Christ. Oh, pastor, you're just saying that because you need more tithes in the... No, don't you get twisted. You need the body of Christ. You need the body of Christ and I need the body of Christ because I need accountability. I need strength when I'm weak. My wife and I have shared this recently. We went through a tough season this past year. We needed the body of Christ to pray with us, to invite us out to go to dinner, to tell us that they love us, to tell us, hey, pastor, I got text messages. Hey, pastor, I prayed for you today. I'm telling you what, that's better than 10 bucks in a card or 50 or whatever. That knowledge of knowing that the the body of Christ is connected to you and strengthening you. Man, it, feels, it makes you feel like you're unstoppable. You are a necessary part of his body. If you didn't have functioning, healthy eyes, you wouldn't be able to see your way around You'd have to relearn and adapt and all of those things. But even then, you could never appreciate the things around you. So I think about that in the body of Christ. What are we missing when those who need to be part of the body are not part of the body? We may very well be missing a hand that reaches out or a foot that drives direction or an eye that sees what lies ahead and says, Pastor, hey. We need to be careful of this. We could be missing out on some major blessings and some major warnings if we don't have all that we need in the body of Christ. Every person has a role to play. And number four is this. The body of Christ strives for health. That's something that I see all throughout the New Testament, all throughout the understanding that we have of God's word from the old and the new, is that those who belong to God had better walk in a way that says, Lord, I'm here and I need you. What would you have me do? Because when you have that heart, when you have that prayer, when you have that attitude, then God is able to do something miraculous who knows? When I said this earlier, and we sing a song about it too, when we say that God makes a way where there seems to be no way, the question is, does he want to use you and you're holding out? It could be just a cake for a neighbor. I'm not talking about you have to be rich and give all your money. I'm saying that there are practical ways for you to be the body of Christ to one another and to those outside of here And you have got to intentionally be striving for health. So you can't be lazy. Look at me, church. Stop (laughs) being lazy. If you're lazy, and you say, Pastor, you're preaching hard. If the shoe fits, wear it. If not, leave it on the shelf. But don't be lazy. Read your Bible this week. Pray for someone this week that's not you or related to you. Text someone this week and tell them I prayed for you. Not because you're looking for accolades for some a pat on the back, but because you're striving to be a healthy believer and a part of the body of Christ. In fact... Jesus tells us he's not coming back for a sick bride that's sitting in a puddle of mud all tarnished and torn up. He's looking for a pure and a spotless bride, the Bible says. And if we are that bride, then we have got to intentionally, individually, I've got to be working on my health when it comes to my spirituality. And health takes hard work. How many of you have ever gagged on some nasty health food? That you thought, this is disgusting. I'm never going to eat it again, right? I wasn't talking about vegetables, guys. Okay. That's normal. You should eat them. Okay. But you've, you've probably gotten someplace where you've tried something or you might have said, Hey, it's January 1st and I'm going to lose so and so pounds and I'm going to start eating granola bars every day and I'm going to do, I'm going to drink protein. I'm going to do this. Health takes hard work. And the reason why I know this is because there have been times, even though you look at me right now, there have been times I've tried it, okay? okay. But I know health takes hard work. Just put this in application for your own life. Waking up early and going to a gym, it's not all that fun, and it takes hard work, but it's worth it. Choosing the salad over the mac and cheese today at lunch. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) we've got a dissenter in the body of Christ today. (laughs) Choosing the salad over the mac and cheese is a hard choice to make, but it is worth it in the end. So use that application for your spiritual life. Getting up a few minutes early so you can, in a quiet house when nobody else is bothering you, spend some time with the Lord. That's important. And although it may be hard, it's worth the effort. Amen? Because it builds you up stronger, but then it builds us up stronger. No part of the body is insignificant. And your individual spiritual health affects my spiritual health. Some people balk at the prospect of joining a church. I've heard it all. Pastor, where is that in the Bible? I don't see anything about being a member. Hey, wait a second. It's very biblical that we need one another and that God through Jesus on the earth said you are going to establish the kingdom on the earth by establishing the church. And how is it going to be happening if no one is committed to it? So you can't tell me it's not biblical. But I'm going to give you a couple things that people say. And I'm going to help you with those things. If you ever hear somebody say them. They might say something like they were hurt in a church. But the idea is is that healing can happen when you become a member of a healthy church. That's really important. You should seek Healing from those hurts in the past. I've talked and counseled with some young people and some others in different stages of their life who may have been hurt in a relationship and then they're kind of like, you know, I'm not really interested in getting into one. I've been hurt so much. Well, then they're missing out on something later because they're just staying wounded and they're not allowing healing to happen. And that's what we do spiritually because we've been hurt in a church and, and we stay away. But you shouldn't stay away. You should join up. You should sign up and be part of a body. It could be that they aren't quite settled after relocating. Maybe they moved into a new area and then they tried a church, and then they traveled, and then they tried another one, and then it's too too long of a gap, and then they're they're not focused on getting into a church. But the idea is, search one out quickly and pray. If you like most of it, stay. (laughs) I'll say it again. If you like most of it, stay. The old saying is this, if you find a perfect church, don't join it, because you'll mess it up. I mean, that was for me, not for you. (laughs) It could be, yeah, see, there you go. It could be this, that they just don't want accountability. You you know, I'm preaching to people who are going to listen to this. They're not here today, it's other people, right? They resist accountability. So be honest with yourself. If you're avoiding accountability because you want to avoid accountability in your life, the deal is there are no free agents in the body of Christ. When you jump from place to place and you never commit, you are no better than those in the world that don't live for God because you are making no impact within the body of Christ. You're going to have to rewind that and just play that over for me. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. I think about football all year long. <laughs> and, I, and I think about football when it comes, and I look, we've got saints with us. Somebody say a prayer for them today. Um, we're playing the Redskins. It's going to be a blowout. Anyway, okay, staying focused on the message. I think about football all year round. Have you ever heard the term free agent? That's someone who's not committed. There's a bunch of people that are going to church today in other places, not in this one, in other places that are like this idea. They're running down to the sidelines, throwing on a jersey and pretending to be part of the team. But they hold no practices. They're not held accountable by a coach. There's no one who can speak into their life. I'm telling you, church, you know people. I'm not preaching at you. I'm helping you to have a good, solid foundation because you know people like this on your jobs. You need to be the one to encourage them and say, girl, you need to stay in that church. If you like it, get in that church. You know, that's that's the encouragement we should be offering to those Remember this, disconnected things don't work. Here's another, this is the last one and I'm going to give you a challenge. And I've got some good news because Taiki is going to come back up here because we are accepting her into membership in the body of Christ today. So in just a minute, we're going to do that. But the, the last one that I thought of was this. Another reason is this, the statement of faith. If you don't agree with everything in the statement of faith, you are not alone. You are not alone. You need to know this. But that shouldn't stop you. I'm not saying to violate your conscience and sign up for somebody that's doing, you know, live animal sacrifices this Sunday. No, no, we're not there, okay? We're not doing that. Okay, But if the generalized statement of faith, if you can agree with about 80% of it, then God bless you. And you like the place and your kids and your family enjoy, then become a member. Because the reality is, is there's no perfect church, not just because of imperfect people, but because we're all trying to figure out what we believe as we're making our way through this life. I have changed Some of the thoughts that I had being raised as a kid because I've dug into the word of God and I've seen it and understood it in a little different light. So I've adapted to that. We should be flexible to see God's word as it is and to walk according to it. So if you agree with about 80% of what they agree to, then I say sign up. God wants every believer to be a member of his body. When you choose, as, a, as an individual, when you choose not to commit to the body of Christ, you are actually choosing to not commit to Christ himself. These are words that can be shared at a water cooler with somebody who's been hurt by a church and somebody you know that you can share this truth with that if you reject the commitment to the body of Christ, how, how really solid can you say your commitment is to the head if it's not connected? I know uh, we've got a lot of guests here today, and so I want you to take this message home with you. If, if you're in a church, in a regular church, uh, going there, I want you to consider joining that church and becoming a member in that place because it is a, it is a symbol For you and for I to have that connectivity that we all need. If you're not a member here in this church and you're interested. Every last Sunday we offer something called starting point. And that's where you can find out about the history of the church and what we believe and how you can get involved. And if you want more information, you can see me or my wife or Megan Goodson, our ministry coordinator, and they can give you some instructions about that. But if you are a member today, and this goes for every person who hears this message, whether you're on the worship team, whether you've been in the church for 30 years, ask the Holy Spirit to help you with a checkup today. Because healthy members give Healthy members serve. Healthy members minister and they grow in their faith. They share their faith and they seek ways to bless others. You can open your eyes and look at this screen. It has that list there and I just want you to dwell on that for just a moment. Maybe there's something there, there's an ingredient, but we see all of these in scripture and it would take me too long to go through all of them, but I'm telling you, those who are part of the body of Christ do this stuff. So maybe you're missing one of those things or more than one. Let the Holy Spirit's touch, touch you today. And then I say this, move on it, act on it. Don't wait till next week. Find out how you can start becoming a more healthy member Lord, I pray over these people today that you would bless them and be with them. Lord, I thank you for the families that joined us for Jordan's dedication today. I pray your blessing on all of our guests. and Lord, on all of our members, I pray that each one of us would take this message to heart. And Lord Jesus, I ask your blessing on each one of us as we attempt to grow in our health in the amount of health we have in our spiritual life so we can grow together with others as well. In Jesus' name.